Hello, everybody, and welcome back to You Can't Win. This is Tom here, and I'm joined by Don, as usual. And today we have returning guest Harvey back, and he's going to be talking to us about his new life post-serving. He's left his job as a server, and uh, I guess things have changed for him. And we're just going to kind of catch up with him, see how things are going down there in D.C., and uh, have a nice chat. So, yeah, Harvey, tell us about uh, the, you know, the serving job. I guess you left that, uh, what was it, a few months ago now. Yeah, yeah, um, early February, and uh, once again, I'm glad to be back. Um, third time, right? So is there some sort of prize, like a badge I can get? <laughs> the, uh, uh, yeah, it's in the mail, yeah. yeah. Discord? Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of glad things worked out the way they did, even though it might not seem like such a good thing when I talk about how it all went down because the uh the um job was getting more and more uh tough because you know when a boss you know says okay uh the goal right now is we need everyone to be flexible because if you're flexible then we can make a lot of money okay for those of you who might be you know a little more young haven't had a lot of different jobs yet if your boss says it's time to be flexible that means you need to be flexible about trying to find new jobs like right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it means yeah. that your job is about to get very very bad uh which is which was kind which was the case with me because it because it used to be I was on a nice uh sort of like 9 9 to 5 run and then and then he said okay well you know because uh one person got let go and so i had to take on basically her work and so my boss said okay uh we're going to switch it so that you don't work during the day you work at night and then you do a couple runs on the weekend and you know you're good and i was like okay you know so long as it's like a consistent sort of thing and he said well you know how it is we're going to need you to be flexible and i was like okay how bad is this going to be and Mm it eventually got to the point where You know, I was waking up around like six so I could go to work and try to hit people before they went to work. And then, you know, the idea would be that, you know, I would get done with that around like nine, nine or ten and then go home and then have time to myself and then come back around five or go out again at five and try to get folks when they were home from work. And of course, since it's, uh, Rona, you could also go out in the middle of the day and see if folks worked from home or did not have mm-hmm. a job. Um, but but what it ended up being was I would keep getting called and given more and more stuff. So I would basically be on the road, you know, nonstop from like six or seven in the morning until like nine or ten at night. Yeah, flexible, um, right? Right, right. And, you know, that's not really a sustainable sort of lifestyle and the area that i was working in too um just uh i i seem to be getting a lot of people who were very um aggressive very hard to deal with so you had that on top of it all day and then um i think i i think they were getting sort of like desperate to take on any job that that would pay and so mm-hmm. kind of one of the last straws for me was um, on on the day of uh, the um, quote unquote insurrection 
remember that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They got a re- request for someone to go try and serve Trump. And I mean, first of all, like you, you, you can't serve Trump. And sorry, this, mm-hmm. a- this actually wasn't on the insurrection. It was one of the pr- protests a month or two before that, I think. My wife is saying it was the day after. Personally, I forget. Um, so, but, but what, but whatever it was, like the, um, usually when I get a job like that, I know it's not going to work. So you just like go and you explain what you're trying to do. And, you know, you try your best. And then they say, no, we're not going to let you into the White House to serve Trump. You know, (laughs) so, so you need to leave. Uh, but, 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 but with this one, they, I, I explained that to them and the client said, okay, well, if, if they don't let you in, you need to drop serve the guards at the gate. And I thought, okay, well, this is going to end really badly. And of course it did because, you know, um, you know, it, 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 it was this huge, like, pack of stuff too that i had to try to bring so from the point of view of the guards i was this guy asking to see trump and then they said no and then i dropped a mysterious like pile of crap and like yeah. walked back to my car <laughs> and so uh I, I, in a word what's what what's the word i'm looking for um getting man hand handled by the secrets service is not very fun um and then going back to your car and they follow you as you drive around the rest of the day is not fun and so and so that stunk and i and i think between that and like the stress of the job um you know my uh problem with drinking like really really came came back in like a big bad way um Mm -hmm. And I was just drinking way, way, way too much, um, which is, which is, you know, uh, every time I think I can drink, you know, I try and it'll be good for like a week and then it just gets way off the rails. Um, Mm, sure. You know, and, 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 uh, between like that and all like the fast food and the not sleep, um, I, I wound up sort of getting into a really bad spot where, um, I got pancreatitis for the second time. Um, oh, damn. Yeah, and uh, wound up having to go to the ER, um, almost had sepsis, ended up staying in the hospital for 10 days, which was, it's after like three days, you start to go nuts. Yeah. Um, and and so 10 days was tough, and uh, a uh, social work worker while I was there, and... Uh, extremely perked up the whole time um they they had me on a nice drip of stuff to uh make the pain less bad um because because if if you get um that it 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 hurts really really bad and like you're not able to like stand up or move around and you just kind of have to go straight to the er and it'll hurt for like days and days and days um Mm -hmm. but no so a uh social work guy came to see me and the first thing he asked was what my job is and so the first thing he said was well you need to quit that job 
you know, yeah. or else, or else you're going <laughs> to end up back here because, you know, you don't know how to deal with stress that well if, you know, you end up trying to like drink your way out of it. And so thankfully the um, doctor's note they gave me when I got out said that it was going to take me about a month or two to be able to go back to work. And so I brought that to my boss and, you know, basically said, this is, this is how long it's going to take me to come back to work. Um, and then when I come back to work, I'm just not going to be able to sort of do the same workload that I did that, that I did before. Cause it's, cause you know, it's going to lead to X, Y, and Z as it has in the past. And what might be smart for you to do is to just let me go. And so doing that, I'm pretty sure it's not the way you're supposed to do it. And if someone from the DC employment office is listening to this, uh, this is a lie. This did not, <laughs> this, this sure. did not cool. go down if at all. If they listen to this show, they're probably yeah, yeah, cool, yeah. but I wouldn't worry so, about it. So I was able to both like leave, leave, leave my job and uh, start to collect UI, um, which made the transition out out of that quite nice because I'm making as much on the dole as I made at work. And so, nice. you know, I'm thinking maybe never go back to work again and find a way <laughs> sure. to just keep the dole going for yeah years and years. I think that's the dream. Man. Yeah. Anyway. So, um, so yeah, that, that was late January, early February. And since then, um, you know, life has been good. Um, it, it's it, I, I I didn't realize at the time how much stress I carried like day to day in mm-hmm. that job and I thought that I was compartmentalizing it pretty well but in retrospect it was making a lot of things in my life sort of tough to manage so the past few months have you know not not being at work being on the dole have, have been a chance for me to like, I guess, get my brain wired the right way again and um, be able to get used to not being stressed out all the time. Um, You know, getting used to trying to take care, care of myself, like go on walks and eat right and all that stuff that I, wasn't a able to do to do for the past three years um you know and and of course it's just been nice to be home with my uh wife all you know i i i missed out on a lot of time with her because Mm -hmm. of uh work stuff and that's like that's like i think that's been the best part is um being able to go back and like work through and like move move on move on from that with her um Mm -hmm. so it's so it's been nice uh but there are some downsides too um in that i'm i'm i've discovered uh that i'm pretty lazy and so it's (laughs) easy for me to just sit around the house all 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 day and do like absolutely jack shit like not yeah like I mean, and like not even do stuff that's like fun, you know, just like sit on the couch and like 
oh, I guess I'm going to be on my phone for the next 12 hours. And then at the <laughs> yeah. end of the day, I'm like, why do I feel terrible? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was on Twitter all day. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Every time, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. So um, how's your how's your health doing now? Like you, you, I assume that the infection and whatnot is gone. But like, have you been doing a lot better? Or yeah, yeah. Um, health is good. Um, I've lost a lot of weight. Um, I've been having fun, sort of. Um, not being in the car all all the time. Um, uh, it. Like trying trying to go on a long walk, I was shocked that, you know, I used to be able to walk and walk and walk, and now, you know, I can't even walk to the bus stop without being like, <sighs> so yeah, yeah. Um, getting fit for that again has has been nice, um, but yeah, you know the um the uh, but yeah, health is good, um, mental health is. Nice too. Um, been on Wellbutrin, which is like mm-hmm. a nice way to sort of get your brain lit. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, you know, I, I think you know how that stuff goes. So, yeah. Yeah, that sounds great. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that things seem to be working out okay. I mean, that sounded pretty rough for a while, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that you stuff. know, the, the, yeah, go ahead. sorry, the, I mean, like the hospital stuff was bad, but it was also good because I got to like take drugs and watch Kung Fu stuff all day. <laughs> yeah. You know, for, sorry, that's, that's, that's just a joke. Worse, it, yeah. it, uh, sucked, but, um, sorry, you, uh, <laughs> were saying. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking the things you were saying about how, you thought that you had your stress kind of managed pretty well. And then what, once you're sort of out of that situation, you kind of look back on it, you realize that it really wasn't working, that it was actually like having these pretty strong negative effects on your life and stuff. It's just funny how that always kind of works like that. You, you know, when you're in it, you kind of feel like I got this going, you know, I'm surviving day to day, things are going okay. Yeah. And then something changes and you realize like, wow, that was not good. And I, I can just think of like a bunch of different things that have happened like that to me, just like whether it's like a living situation that I thought was okay, then I changed that up and I realized like, wow, that was really bad. I can't believe I just was okay with doing that for so long. And yeah, it's just funny how that works. And what's like, and like, what's like wild about that stuff too is, is how much time you can just lose you know, yeah. like doing, yeah. doing that, like, oh yeah, I'm fine. I can make it day to day type stuff. You know, it's not the best, but I'm fine. And then three years zoom by five years zoom by and you're like, oh fuck, I'm miserable. This is terrible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it just makes me think like, uh, I don't know. I always think about this with like social media stuff. Like sometimes there's people that you, you, you know, you kind of just like check up on them every once in a while. You kind of like don't think about them for years. And then you like, oh yeah, what's going on with that guy? And you look them up on Twitter and it's just like the same stuff that you remember from like the last time you looked and you it just kind of, I don't know. It gives me the sense of like, oh my God, you can really just waste an entire life just doing nothing, being stuck in the same thing. You know, and it doesn't even necessarily mean that that person is like that. It just means like, 
I don't know, it just kind of rings a bell for me that like, hey, you you have to keep moving and and try to like improve things for yourself all the time, or else it'll you'll just get very comfortable with just stuck in the mud, you know. Absolutely, yeah, and you know, I mean, and I don't know if like you know, uh, being able to be on Twitter all day makes makes that worse or not like i think that that person would probably be wasting their life anyway but at least on twitter right um like you can go and look at it and have a record of that that you can see and then by doing all the posts i think they're also able to maintain the illusion for themselves that like you know they're it's like, oh yeah, you know, I can go online and talk to folks. My life is fine. I, 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 I don't have to grow. I can make the same joke once a week and get 20 likes for it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's always something that kind of makes it feel like there's, oh, it's a new day. There's like some crazy new thing that requires my attention and my, my input on the topic. And then it's like just doing this every day, you know. Yeah, I think, like, the news is so bad about that, yeah. Yeah, the news cycle, yes. Like, I mean, that that's, like, their job is just to shovel this stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yes. Shovel it out for the pigs, and then we just right. gobble it up. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, it's like, you know, it's like, okay, you, like, know more because you read the news, and now you're hooked, and you have to read more news, or else you're going to fall behind, and it just never ends. Yeah. yeah yeah for sure uh yeah um so we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording but uh ramadan is starting up very soon uh just a couple days from when we're recording now and this is just always a i don't know i i really need a kick in the butt to kind of uh reprioritize a little bit with my religious practices and stuff like it I've been pretty busy the past couple of months. Like I've talked about this previously on the podcast, but like we're moving and it's just been kind of a hassle. All the, like the one apartment that I first talked about that I thought I really loved. And I thought we had a good chance of getting it. That fell through. We found another place that I liked that one's fallen through. So it's just been kind of a constant, I don't know. Every, every step we take, it's like a, it's like a, what's his name? A sideshow Bob stepping on the rakes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I don't know. We'll we'll get there. It's just exhausting, you know. Um, so that's just been taking up so much time and energy. And uh, I, I don't know. Something about Ramadan always kind of it's like it adds stuff. Like if you think about it objectively, it's kind of like okay, now I have all my regular life plus I can't eat or drink plus I need to be more attentive to hmm. you know like prayers and all this kind of stuff. And yeah, it, it, somehow it actually is relaxing. I don't really know how that works, but it sort of maybe it's because you are focused on like God and stuff like this. It kind of makes all that other stuff fade in the background a little bit, even though you're still handling it. It kind of mm-hmm. refocuses things or something. But uh, anyways, I'm looking forward to it. And um, yeah, how, how did your Easter go? How did all of that go in Lent, I guess? Oh, my, uh, you know, we were pretty concerned about COVID-19 for the past year. And uh, I think I think my wife a lot more so than me, because um, I, I think my 
tendency because I was already out and about all the time was just to go ahead and, you know, be like, ah, who cares, you, you know, but, um, but, uh, because we were seeing her folks a lot, we were pretty worried about getting it like at church and then bringing it to them. Of course, it turned out, you know, that yeah. there wasn't a lot of spread through church, at, at least here in DC. And I think that's one of the many things about COVID where it's like, huh, I wish we knew that at the beginning, you know, mm-hmm. or yeah. um, maybe that I had listened to the people who said it was just the flu more. No, it's psych, psych. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, uh, but no, um, so uh, we, we have begun to go back to church. We started on Holy Week. Um, so, Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and then um, we skipped the Vigil Mass just because we didn't want to stay stay up that late, and we ended up going to church at 8.30 in the morning again, which is a nice way to start your day. Um, going back to confession for the first time in a lo- long time was great because, you know, after like six months or a year, you do build up a lot of sins you know that could well send you to hell and so it feels nice to get those off your chest and uh, mm-hmm. how long those does a confession take after like a year like do you sit there and have like a big list and you're just like paging through yeah um the the way i used to do it was there's a um there's a there's a confession app on your phone and um the one that i used took you through all of the 10 um, commandments and then like stuff that would count as all of those so you could just like scroll down and be like you know did i pray every day no did i curse yes jack off yes and just go and and then so when you get into the booth you can just go like boom 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 and um mm. because because like you you for me with confession um I'm sure a lot of people do just go in and wing it, but but for me, I'm I, I always try to be very scrupulous about making sure I don't leave anything out, especially if it's like something I have a mental block with, like admitting to myself that I did, you know. Sure. Um, and, and, and so making sure I like take the time before and like really think about it and get a bunch of stuff on a list, you know, then, um, it, it becomes a much more, um, I think like in, in enriching thing because you don't have the, because, because the worries are gone, you know, both like when you're in there and then when you leave and of course like god knows your heart and he knows what you meant to say but it does feel really good to actually make sure you say what you meant to say you know Mm -hmm. Um, yeah sure but yeah um so um and then in terms of lent i was reading a book by father james martin um the jesuit on twitter that people get mad at because he's nice because he's nice to gay folks um he's like the the people that he's the guy that people get mad at for being like too liberal and stuff 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's okay. a kind of a lib, but 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 he did write a good book called the um, Jesuit Guide to Nearly Ev- Everything, and I and I read through that and started to try to um apply some of the stuff in there for me and and i think that that was good the the um main one being to at the end of the day uh you do what's called the examine and it's a type of prayer where you you know work through your day from when you wake up to when you to to like now when when you pray and you have to try to like relive every single thing you did and do two things you try to see you know where god was at work in your life during the day and to be grateful for that and of course you have to think of times that you fell short you know mm. and that's that actually good. yeah yeah and and that and that helps a lot when you go to confess too because you've already thought of all of your sins each day and you know you you do it in a matter of fact way where you don't let the fact that you know you fall short and you are going to fall short again you can't really let that black pill you you know um you 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 instead have to you know recognize that you sinned and you're going to do it again but what you know is critical is that you know god loves you so 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 much you know and Mm -hmm. and you know he's going to be there and so that's that's like the stuff that's been on my mind for ramadan for you and for lent for you don what what do you find that you get out of it besides like being able to like set like center yourself again um, well, I'll go first. Just that I yeah. I did a very bad job this uh, Lent. Like there was no, there, <laughs> I don't know. I I kept trying to think of stuff to like do differently or something, especially beforehand, mm-hmm. and uh, it completely completely went off the rails. I uh, I my original thing was that I was gonna like uh, the last two years in a row I had stopped using Twitter for a while or something like that or something like that, and. Uh, that I was like, I'm going to do that for like the whole 40 days or whatever it is, you know, like, and then I, uh, just that completely face planted because I was like, well, I'm probably not going to do that. Number one, I'll probably end up coming up with weird rules or something. And then someone suggested, well, why don't you do like a positive Lent where you're just, uh, you know, you're only, only using Twitter or other things to, uh, say nice things about other people and stuff. And I think like within a few hours, I wasn't able to do that. And then just, I just ended up <laughs> being, being mean and stuff. And, and, uh, it just, uh, that kind of fell apart. So that was like my whole plan. I was like, oh yes, positive Lent. That's what's going to happen. And then, uh, I don't know, pretty quickly that fell apart. So I'm still very bad at all this stuff, but you know, I, uh, I'll get better over time, hopefully. So, yeah. There's so many people you have to be, mean to though you know? <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah yeah wait tom yeah um i don't know you were the stuff you're talking about just now reminded me i saw this uh this thread on twitter so we're 
talking about Twitter a lot today, I guess, but I, I saw this thread on Twitter. It was made by an imam or something like that. Um, and he, he said that, uh, you know, like if, if you're like a parent and your child comes to you with like this kind of scribbly drawing, you know, like you, you love that drawing. It, it doesn't matter if it's not like a masterpiece of art, like a Mona Lisa or something, right? Like you, you love the effort and the love that they're expressing and doing this thing. And that's how God views your works, you know? So mm-hmm. you shouldn't feel too bad about the fact that you have like these broken acts of worship and you're not perfect and all this kind of stuff. Cause it's it, we're, what we're essentially doing is like presenting our scribbles to God, you know, like it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be like that. We're all like, you know, maestros that can, just live perfect lives necessarily so yeah um yeah just kind of reminded me like i don't know there's so much uh stuff that's similar between christianity and islam when it comes to that kind of stuff it's kind of nice yeah and yeah because because it's like a bad trap to get into where you know you're so um worried about not doing things the right way that that becomes an excuse to like not do them at all or yeah, exactly right yeah. or 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 an excuse for like why you're not as close to god as you think you should be you know it's like oh it's because i don't pray the exact right way and it's like well no i mean you probably don't pray enough you know like that's mm-hmm. that'll that'll become the issue yeah there's an idea in islam that if if uh, the devil can't get to you through your sins, he'll come at you through your worship. So like if mm. you're, let's say you're like a really pious person, you stay away from all the stuff you're supposed to stay away from and all that kind of thing. Then he's going to give up on that. But instead he's going to try to get at you through your worship. So make you feel bad about that or make you feel like superior. Sometimes he'll kind of like inspire like, you know, like a, a superiority kind of feeling and stuff like that. Mm. Like, you know, he's a tricky guy. Um, but yeah, you were you know you were asking about Ramadan and how I center myself. I, I think the one thing that, there, like the whole fasting thing, really helps, right? Like it's just a mm-hmm. constant physical reminder that you are, a you're doing this for God, you know. So that is like a positive feeling. It kind of motivates you to keep going. You don't want to like break the fast because you kind of just feel like, well, I've each day you kind of start and. The first week is like the hardest week. After after that, at least for me, it's pretty easy and it kind of stops feeling like such a thing. But mm-hmm. the first week, it's like you start it. You don't want to, A, like if you if you break it, you have to make it up again. So it's like you, there's a little mm. bit of like a, well, I started this. I'm, I'm, I want to finish this so I don't have to do an, an extra day, right? Because then you're just adding hours of fasting. So there's that kind of like calculation going on. But there's also just the idea of like, you know, whatever I've done, like I'm doing this, this, this is going to be something that forgives me of sins that I've made in the past year. This is one of the most beloved acts of worship that a Muslim can do. So it's just like a, I don't know that that's a strong motivator to keep doing it. And there's like other components to the fast. So it's not just necessarily about the food and drink, which it definitely, you know, that that's always on your mind because you're just hungry and thirsty. And so you're constantly thinking about I'm doing this for God, right? And it reminds you that you're how needful you are of God. Mm-hmm. But there's other parts to the fast, right? Like you're not supposed to like say bad things. You know, you, uh, the prophet said something like, um, "He who um, who fasts without guarding his tongue, like God has no need for his fast." You know that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Where it's like you also need to be on your best behavior and try to 
you know, just be like a good person and everything too. So it, it kind of just promotes this general like goodness in you, you know, you just want to be your best and that's just a good feeling. You know, you, when you, when you kind of are motivated to do that, you just feel good about yourself. You feel good about life and it, it, it kind of just snowballs. I don't know. It's a, uh, it all just kind of works together, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, you know, I mean, having that sense of peace, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, during, during the day and, you know, like practicing being at peace and allowing that to build, I'm sure, you know, helps you take like the bad things that are going to, you know, go on during this time in dried like you know there's there's going to be a lot of stuff the next month yeah for sure that's that's going to try to get you to lose your peace you know and uh lose sight of the prize but no yeah that uh sounds nice it is really nice yeah. uh it it kind of reminds me of what you're just saying it, it reminds me of um what's his name talib uh he talks about like skin in the game I think yeah, when you're yeah. like fasting for Ramadan, you feel like you have more skin in the game, so it kind of like promotes that. <laughs> like if if you if it's just like some regular day outside of Ramadan, it if something annoys you, you you just don't have anything else. Re- like I don't know, there's sort of like this unthinking, like you just in, respond to it immediately, maybe without thinking about like the broader context, and maybe yeah. that's really what it is. Like Ramadan kind of just helps put things into context of like I'm here as a servant of god like he has certain things he expects of me i want to do my best all that kind of stuff and so you just that's always on your mind you know that sounds very lindy (laughs) well yeah i guess fasting is a pretty lindy thing yeah yeah in the quran it does say uh fasting has been prescribed for you as it was prescribed for people before you so yeah so there you go I think that if 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 you went and referred to it as a Lindy fast for like a month, people would get really ticked off and be like, "Stop saying that!" <laughs> yeah, I think that would annoy everybody. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know, man. I'm I'm happy to hear that things seem to be going pretty well. I'm glad that you're kind of enjoying the neat life. Um, I don't know if this is new to you or or whatever but welcome to the club you know yeah i've i've never been a neat before you know i've mm-hmm. i've always had a job and you know this is this is the first time that i haven't either had a job or been looking for a job for more than a few weeks so it's uh sweet i i uh, just need to find a way to because because like there there are chores and like things that i want to do and it's the classic thing where like the longer you don't do them the more difficult they are to start and and so and so you like look at a dish that's not done and it's like ah fuck 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 i need to do that and then you don't and you and you feel bad about it you know sure it's tough to do it do you have like uh stuff that you're thinking about for the future now i mean uh i i feel like you know it probably it sounds like you're not going to go try to get another server job ever uh no, is there some? No. Is there some no, like? No, no. Uh, is there some field that you're thinking of trying to get into or something? Or so I mean, this just, is uh, this is the part that's like, 
and and I need to fix the way that I think about this because it's it's discouraging when it should be something that's that's not um in in that I don't like I don't think that I would be successful in a office type job again I always struggled with those in the past um and I don't really want to do anything that's serving or like PI type work um because you know that's that's just not how I want to spend the rest of my life so I'm I'm kind of at a point age 29 where I'm uh gonna start new yeah and I mm-hmm. have no idea what I might be good at or what I might want to do um so I'm thinking I'm just gonna try something new and see if it sticks and if it mm-hmm. doesn't it yeah. you know but if it if it does um uh, uh, Twitter user at um, Jarls P, I think, gave me some good advice where uh, he said to just go and um, look at all of the trades in town, the um, unions that are um, doing the apprenticeship stuff, and just mm-hmm. and just go with which one seems cool. <laughs> So yeah. I think I think I think I might try to do that, but I'm worried that I'm like, you know, too much of like a weak, soft guy for the hard hat type work. But you know, I'm I think I'd be fine at that, and I and I think it would be nice to sort of have a skill and make a lot of money doing it. Yeah, well, fun, I mean, yeah. I, I don't think I am really one of these like hard hat type guys. I don't think you'd yeah. think that when you saw me, but I've gotten work doing that kind of stuff too. I don't think they look at you and like, you know, you don't have to be some kind of stereotypical, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, and, and what would be fun about that is that I can tell, you know, I, I can do that for, you know, and, and then build up cred so I can go on Twitter and tell people who like you know work in a office that you know you're not a real worker you should yeah. have a union that's pointless <laughs> yeah, 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 man yeah. <laughs> sure um yeah i mean i'm pretty much the closest thing to pure strain soy neat that there is mm-hmm. and uh i bought a house building book the other day or something like that kind of thing like i i i'm sorry i i'm not going to do that but i mean it's just a it's one of those things where I feel like compelled to want to do things uh, in real life kind of thing, like with my hands and stuff, just trying yeah. to figure out different skills and stuff to do just because, yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's not because I don't think I would be like good at certain types of office work. It's just that whenever I read about it, I just uh, like whenever I like talk to people about their office jobs and stuff, mm-hmm. I feel like wanting to stab someone or something. So, you know. Um, yeah it's 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 bad like i mean i've i've been at home and so i've been like listening in on my wife's uh work day you know Mm -hmm. and and just sort of like and and something about office life where the way people like talk and interact with each other like really really bugs me because it's because it's a it's a thing where like 
everybody seems to be trying to pass the buck at all times. Mm-hmm. You know, and they get like pissed when the buck stops with them. You know, and and so and so there's a lot of stuff where just to like get stuff off of their plate, they'll like like oh, I need to ask this this guy first before I do this, and I think that's just to like not not because they can't just like start the task now, but because they just want to get like that off their plate for the time, you know, like so sure. yeah, and so it gets passed on to the next guy, and like you wait for him to respond, and it's like. I I can't really manage that type of stuff in my brain. Once yeah. things start to like bounce between folks that much, I write it off in my head as just, oh, I'm never going to do that. Sure. And then I get stressed, you know. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Are your wife doing okay though? Yeah, yeah. Um she enjoys the work from home life. Um uh, I think, I mean, she's, she's, she's here right now, so she can, I guess, nod if I say the right thing and shake her head if it's the wrong thing. I think, I think she misses getting walks in every day on the way to and from work. Yeah, that's a yes. I don't think she misses, <laughs> I don't think she misses being stuck on a crowded train. No? Okay. Um... I don't think she misses having to go get junk food for lunch a few times a week. Yep. This is like a weird yeah. game of like a party game or like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, well, no. Yeah. I, I, uh, I uh, don't want to lie and like misrepresent her life for all of the people that are gonna listen to this. I have sure, to tell the sure. truth about her. But no, um, <laughs> yeah. but no, uh, but no, uh, life is, life is really, really good for us and, uh, and, uh, for her, uh, she's, she's, she's done well, I think with the whole work from home life, um, because she just gets to listen to tunes all day and hang out with our dog on the couch, you know, while she works on her, uh, laptop. Um, mm-hmm. sometimes her boss will call at like seven and you know she's been off work for a hour and a half and i'll get like fake pissed at that be like oh i can't believe your boss called you at seven o'clock to ask (laughs) you to do a thing (laughs) doesn't she know we're trying to watch netflix you know like i don't know it's yeah so i mean (laughs) you know the um the the thing i was worried about with her in the work from home stuff is that there would be the sort of like job creep where you just end up you know, being at work all day plus at home so you don't get any time to yourself. And mm-hmm. I think that's been true for a lot of people. Yeah, but Tabs um, has been dealing with that a little bit. But, you know, she uh, she she works at a nonprofit where people, like, really, really, really care about the mission at hand. And so people there work, like, a lot, a lot. And I've noticed that she's been very careful to not care too much, you know, and like mm-hmm. and 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 like you know do her job and like do her job well but not be too jumpy about like going above and beyond for work because she believes in the cause because as she points out they're not going to pay her more for extra work done you know like sure. if like she works till 10 there's no ot pay for them so what's the point it can wait till the next day and so, right. like seeing seeing her be kind of 
disciplined about that has given me hope that if like work from home is going to become the norm, she's not going to be at work all day. We're still going to have time, you know, to Mm -hmm. hang and stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, even beyond the not getting paid for the extra work is also you set expectations. Yeah. Like, that's really important. Exactly. I, I, that's like, uh, I don't know. That's like the big thing for me. Like if there's a certain, if I could do something above and beyond, it's like, I well, I don't want to do that because then they will know that I can do that, you know? So you want to kind of keep it at like <laughs> very steady, you know, some days maybe you go a little under and you make it up the next day and everything. But overall, you want to really maintain a certain average and not not set that too high i mean that's like kind of what i did when i was in school is that like i i knew i could get an a in the class and so i would sit down and be like what's the exact like minimum i need to do to get that a you know and then just like nail that um Anyway, now uh, now I don't have a job, so you know I'm not sure if that's a good <laughs> you know, sure. thing 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 yeah. for people to do. But yeah, um, so how about vaccines and stuff? Where are you at with that in uh, your area and stuff? Oh, um, well, you know, uh, COVID nineteen's a hoax. It's uh, just the flu. <laughs> sure. Blah blah blah. Um, but but um, because I was so, I think the way it worked was that. I was so stressed out when I was in the hospital that my blood pressure was really high. And so Mm -hmm. I got diagnosed with high blood pressure while I was there, too. It's fine now, of course. But um, because of that, I got um, like put on a list and I was contacted pretty soon after I left, like within a month by them saying, hey, uh, you can come and get your vaccine. So I got mine before most people my age, I think. Just, mm-hmm. just, and and uh, I've, I've had two. Um, I got the Pfizer one this week, and it knocked me on my ass for a few days. I was really, really sick. Mm-hmm. Um, sucked, got like chills and all that stuff. So if, if you don't want to get sick, I would recommend not getting the vaccine. But if you're fine with having a few days off, then yeah, go and get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but right. yeah, uh, the uh, vaccine rollout in D.C. has been kind of a mess. Um, people have been having a tough time getting theirs here because you have to go through like a web thing on that that the government made. And then like they get in touch with you. And um, just like most most folks say that they haven't been able to get it through that so they've been going to maryland or virginia to see if they can get theirs there but the but 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 the but the rollout is going like very well overall here i think that there's a there's a sense of um optimism in the air that Mm -hmm. wasn't there a few months ago yeah and that's been nice to see do you think you'll be able to dj this summer and stuff or stuff like that or um, I DJ'd a little at a friend's backyard grill thing uh, yesterday, but um, I don't think there's going to be any indoor club life during the summer. And, you know, I, 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 I have no take on whether that's a good thing or not. Um, 
I think there might be some outdoor stuff. Um, and, and I know people are discussing like, when would be the right time to do that? Uh, do we need to make people show their vaccine passport before, before they come in? So I'm sure that, uh, whatever they do, a lot of people are going to be really mad about it. So I'm looking <laughs> yeah, yeah. forward to the next few months. How are things going where, uh, y'all live with that stuff? Um, before we get to that, I was just wondering, yeah. have you considered doing like Fortnite DJ shows or anything like that? Fortnite DJ shows. That'd be <laughs> yeah. fun. Going on Twitch, yeah. you know? That'd be fun. I uh, did one live stream, um, actually two over the course of Rona, but there's been so many and just like it, it was depressing for me to see like everyone doing a live stream and then I'd log into the stream and there would be like three people in there <laughs> yeah like, like oh man yeah this sucks yeah um anyways tom how, how are things going there um they're going okay i guess like cases are going up for school children hmm. which is concerning i suppose but maybe that's spring break related they just had spring break so i don't know um i'm actually going to get the vaccine uh Tab's uh, work is kind of providing for it, so she's going to get it, and then I'm going to get it like through that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, for all my talk of not getting it, I uh, <laughs> don't really care that much. I'll, I guess I'll go ahead and get it. Yeah, yeah. but, you know, I got, I've, I, got the, I got the in. Might as well. Sure. Um, are, they're not charging for it in the United States, though, are they? Or, like, no, I don't everyone know what gets the free, usual... Or? I, I, I that's my impression. I really haven't looked into it, but I know we're not paying for it. So that yeah. you know, free vaccines, it's kind of like samplers at Costco. I'll just take one, whatever. Sure. Yeah. Actually, Harvey, before I get into it, like uh how how did the the all that medical stuff did, did you end up with a huge bill or something or are you doing okay? Uh yeah, yeah, we're uh fine on that. Um I mean, a, a 10-day stay does add up and the bill came out to around 2 grand. But, you know, that's, that's, that's a lot. I mean, it, it could have been a lot worse. So yeah. we feel blessed. It feels silly to say it, but that's that true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, I think it's kind of a psyop that like they send you the bill and like show you how much it would cost before the insurance kicks in because then yeah. you're like, Oh, it's great that I only have to pay two grand instead of what it was, you know, yeah. what it cost when you don't ask the question. It's like, wait, why does one night stay cost that much? You know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I got to tell you, some some conservatives in Canada want, like you hear this sometimes, that they want like itemized bills sent to people, but then the cost to be zero still. Like, you know, like it's Canadian healthcare, so everything's free basically for most of the surgeries. So they'd be like, want to, they want people to see that it costs them thousands of dollars, whatever, for the the thing, but like to actually give them like zero cost, just like evil people. But anyways. Um, Wouldn't that, that seems weird. Like to me, if I got a bill and it's like, you got all this stuff that costs a lot and it's free, I would love the thing that's making it free. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. But, uh, well, yeah, I don't know. I guess because in their uh, thinking, they're like, 
it's like a buffet. People are just getting all the healthcare they want and stuff. And yeah, yeah. sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, anyways, yeah, COVID just uh, it's pretty out of control here um, uh, in terms of uh, caseloads and stuff. I think today it was mm. over four thousand cases in Ontario, um, which is like I think probably the highest it's ever been. I think uh, um, we're in like the third wave here and. Uh, the like our our premier of the province is uh, Doug Ford and he's just uh, very bad at his job and he just like uh, he just announced like this really really relatively strict lockdown like one of the most strict lockdowns we've had and uh, to Jeez. stop the spread and uh, you know I mean it my life in particular hasn't changed much but like it's uh, I don't know it's funny because they had modeling for. Uh, weeks that said that this was going to get worse and worse and then they didn't do anything really for a while and then he said like the the premier said that like well we wanted to see if the case loads actually met the targets that people were <laughs> like it was like that's that's the opposite of what you're supposed to be doing i don't know like yeah yeah we wanted we had a wait and see approach to see if it was going under control but so anyways but um we also had this like a big lag in uh, vaccines like Canada's way behind the United States on vaccines. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, we're probably only like a month or two behind, but it's still like really frustrating to see, you know, millions and millions of people get them in the United States. And then, you know, uh, I think we're only at like 15, 20% maybe uptake for right now. And it's just been very badly organized and stuff. So that like, you know, a lot of old people still haven't gotten them, even though they were eligible and stuff so anyways i'll see but, if yeah. i can grab one for you yeah Don. see sure. if i just you know some needle laying around i'll just grab it <laughs> yeah yeah just do you walk yeah. yeah do you think if there was like a mass vaccination site in like detroit that uh they that they would have to have guards there to try to shoot people <laughs> trying to swim yeah. across the river or- <laughs> yeah yeah I don't know. It, it's a it's a strange situation, but yeah. Um, I saw like some big protest the other day too, like uh, yesterday or whatever, uh, in like a big park in Toronto. Just like it looked like hundreds of people just all crowded together, being like angry that they're shutting down restaurants again and stuff. And I'm just like, I don't know. It's funny because Canada kind of coasts on everything being slightly better than the United States. Yeah. And uh, a situation like this is very clear where. Yeah, I, I mean, we're still laughing at things that, like, you know, seeing that the Texas Rangers game had, like, a home game, whatever, and just mm-hmm. full stadium, full stadium, you know? And you're like, wow, yeah. what's, what's going on in the United States? But, yeah, I don't know, N- not great. But, I don't know, I mean, for in my situation, though, I just chill out and I'll get it eventually and stuff, so, yeah. I mean, I think, like, you know, uh, both in terms of, like, our more widespread vaccine rollout, people here, I mean, like, we've we've basically kind of like memed ourselves into believing that it's done. And so whether or not it is, we're going to continue to behave as if it is. And I think that's fine. You know? Yeah. Um, I, I, I think things will, I think things will basically be okay here. And I, and I don't really have a lot of like, you know, like patience for the guys who are like, Oh no, we we need to lock down again until next year, and your life is going to suck for you know the next yeah. twenty twenty years. Blah blah blah. You know, it's like, hey, yeah. you know what? It's in in people's hearts, it's done, 
and that's sure. what matters. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I think we should still do the lockdown. I don't really like yeah. whether there's COVID or not. Just keep it's it's a good thing. It's been working. Let's just keep this going. Yeah. Um, you know, you were talking about enjoying all the time that you have with your wife now. That, that's mm-hmm. like something I've been enjoying. So I think that everyone should stop being so selfish and kind of let the lockdown continue so I can kind of keep having this good situation. So absolutely. Who knows? Maybe there's another COVID just around the corner. I don't know. One can hope, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Although I think we probably were really lucky this happened now and not like 20 years ago or something. I feel like it would be even crazier, you know, and then like the vaccine rollout would have probably would have taken a lot longer and stuff. And I don't know. I just, yeah. We, we, you know, I don't know. I feel like it came at, it came at a pretty good time for us in our history. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. the, and like the thing is, I think I actually would want to try bat soup, but I know that if I went yeah. to a restaurant <laughs> and asked for it, some, somehow I'd go to jail and like be in the news and all that, you know? Yeah. 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 That would be kind of funny. And Don, one of the funny things is, is that in like four different group DMs I'm in. People will post like your like burn of the day that you like to do in the replies. And so like I never miss those because they get posted again <laughs> across like four different, you know, ones. And folks are like, he don't miss. He's the funniest yeah. man of all time. <laughs> yeah. Is, uh, is, uh, is uh, there one of those you've done recently that you're especially proud of or... I don't know. I I, yeah. I I forget them pretty quickly just because, uh, I don't know. It's one of those things where, like, as soon as I turn off my phone, I forget that, like, I forget that, like, Twitter exists for some reason. Mm-hmm. And then I, like, turn it back on again, and I'm like, oh, man, what did I post? What's going on here? What did, like, yeah. what, why, why, are, why are people mad at me or whatever? So, I don't know. It's kind of, yeah. Did uh, you see that guy that... um. Lauren retweeted him. He was like being indignant about like people disrespecting Prince Philip. And then when you went to his pro profile, it was just all gay porn. Of, like, him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, uh, I, uh, I, uh, found that guy and sent him to a group DM. And the, behind the scenes of that is that, I, I just got sucked into, like, scrolling, like, basically, like, gay porn on my phone the rest of the night because I was like, these guys are so funny. This is the funniest shit I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Corinne, That's look, good. they're gay. <laughs> like, <laughs> do, do you have to uh, talk about that in the, your next confession that you looked at a bunch of gay porn? Probably, actually. Yeah. yeah you better make a note. Yeah. I should probably bring... <laughs> yeah that that up but i mean i mean that but there 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 was a certain like joy and like love for life that all of these like old guys who post their cocks all day have you know yeah and i was like man i wish i loved anything as much as these guys love posting gay porn on twitter (laughs) you know like (laughs) my life would be so different if i had that level of joy for something but Maybe that's a thing I should work on and not be like, oh, I wish I was a middle-aged gay guy. They seem so happy. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. I have a, a question about confession. 
Sure. Um, so, you, you know, I've never done it. My only impression of it is like from movies and stuff, which mm-hmm. I imagine is not very true to life, you know. Uh, it's usually like a hitman, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> thing. Yeah. So, but like, I try to imagine it sometimes, and I imagine it's sort of like, almost like going to your accountant for taxes. You know, like you kind of bring in all your papers, and he sort of sorts it out. Or is it like more of an emotional kind of experience, or is it very like matter of fact? Like, yep, got this one, got three of these, and then he's like, okay, well, that's gonna, you know, charge yeah. you this much. I think it really depends on who you are, and I don't really know a lot about how other people confess. I just know how I do it, um, and and for me, it's always a very matter-of-fact thing. Mm-hmm. I just say what I did, you know, and, like, talk about things that are on my heart, and um, priests almost 100% of the time say, huh, thank you for the thorough well thought out you know thing and i'm like yeah okay cool thanks it's good that i'm mm. it's a, it's it's good that, that comes uh across and i think it just depends on you know i i'm sure people get all sorts of things out of it in the way that they choose to do it but for me keeping it very matter of fact you know and having faith that I that I mean what I say and that God's mercy is real is a is a good way to you know prevent myself from getting too caught up in like oh I'm so bad I'm so evil you know blah yeah. blah blah that's sure. that's that that's just never a good way to go yeah in uh, Islam that's that actually a, um, a a kind of shirk to yeah. think that your your sins are so great that God won't forgive them is almost yep. like saying your sins your ability to sin is greater than God's ability to to forgive, you know. So yeah. it's actually a sin to think that way. Well, yeah, that's interesting. I don't know. It's just uh, I, I imagine priests are that's got to be an interesting perspective. Like you kind of you get a fairly accurate representation of like what people's lives are like, you know. So I imagine you. Yeah, I mean, you know, like the the average person doesn't phase you too much, you know, like it's every once in a while, I guess you get someone who's like, wow, <laughs> but, but yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I, I think most of them just walk away from it at the end of the day, you know, uh, thinking, wow, people jerk off a lot, you know, like, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not- yeah. Well, that's the other thing, because they're, I guess, not supposed to be doing that. So, like, that, that they must, I don't know. It's it's an interesting kind of phenomenon. Yeah. I mean, I just think it's cool that a priest can never tell anyone what I told him, you know? Sure. That's, yeah. It's, it's, it's very neat that they um, never break, break the seal, so to speak even if they get dragged to court, you know? Yeah. Is there legal kind of protections for that? The way like lawyers and stuff have privilege? Is that? Yeah. 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 Um, I, I, I don't know for sure, but I'm like 99% sure that a priest can't be, um, asked to, uh, to testify in court about what he heard in the confessional. And, uh, and if they do ask him, you know, he can just say no, you know, without, going to jail or being held in contempt of court 
you know. Yeah, that's um, good. And 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 someone was telling me that if that if you go in and say that you like you know like killed a a priest can't say that for your penance you have to go turn yourself in too. Mm. So hmm. yeah, there's a lot of neat rules that I don't know about because I've never tripped them. I've net I've never killed someone. So yeah, yeah. you know, I've sure. never well, had to confess that to a priest. Yeah. These these rules are actually coming under a lot of scrutiny now because uh you know, I, I know in Australia they were proposing some someone proposed, I don't know if it was like some sort of commission or something, um, proposed changing the law because it's it creates a situation sometimes where priests will confess to other priests that they've abused people, mm-hmm. right, and stuff like that, and then those priests aren't supposed to tell uh, the, um, or at least they can not tell whatever, like you know, like certain legal authorities and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. uh, there's sort of a concern about that, but it's it's very strange because it's supposed to be it's not supposed to be like a caregiver position really. It's it's like a mystical religious position, right? So yeah. it's not like, it's not the same as, it's not even really the same as a doctor in some ways, because a doctor, uh, like if you tell in Canada, at least now, I think this might've changed in the last, to this position in the last 20 years or so. But like, um, if uh, the three cases are, if you're a danger to yourself, um, mm-hmm. or if you're a danger to a child, if there's like ongoing danger, or and then I think the third case is if the, in the past there has been some abuse of a child or something like that. Those are the three cases where if you tell a psychiatrist or something like that that they have to tell the authorities. Um, I don't know what it is with uh, priests. I feel like priests. Uh, I feel like there's less of a mood to force that question in Canada or something like that. But it is a it's a difficult question I think because it really strikes to the heart of the religion in some ways. If you uh, say that, I mean, it, it, like, you know, it can, it can be for a very extreme touchy issue. It's like, uh, you know, for that, that becomes a problem. But at some level it's like, well, why wouldn't they just tell every crime that they hear to the police? Yeah. Right. Right. It's like, why wouldn't they just tell, why wouldn't, if they were informed of something and they're in a position of authority like that in the church, why wouldn't they just go, Oh, this person stole from the collection plate or whatever, you know, like, um, right. I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a difficult question. I don't know. I find that kind of thing interesting because it's like a difficult question. The thing that irritates me though, is that when people kind of act as if there's no give and take both ways kind of thing, you know, like that Mm -hmm. there's no, there's no rationale why, you know, it's just like, you should just automatically have no special privilege or something like that. I don't know. I find that irritating, but yeah. Although I get why people are upset, obviously, so it's not like, you yeah. know, they're they're trying to figure out some way to solve things. So the thing is, like, if there was no, if there was no, like, even like an aura of like this is protected, like whatever I confess is just sort of part of this religious aspect of life. It's not going to have, you know, I I can trust that the priest is not going to go and tell the police about what I did or something like that. Then there would be no there would be no value in that to the police, you know, like people wouldn't confess if they knew that like their confessions would be used later as evidence or something. So like, it's, it's sort of like, you know, maybe you catch a few people, but then you basically cut that off. So it seems like 
not worth it. Like you're, you're kind of not really benefiting from it. If you sort of turn that into like a thing where whatever people confess, if it's like a severe enough crime, they're going to go to the cops with it. Then people just won't confess th- to those things. Yeah. And also the priests could either blackmail people or uh, yeah, that's true. Th- they could uh, kill the priest if they thought that <laughs> they were going to tell someone or something. That's so. true. Too, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. Lots of, lots of uh, not fun things to think about. Lots of things that like would make good, uh, Scorsese movies, I guess, or something, but, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, yeah. Well, I mean, plus, plus, like, you'd think if, like, a priest is uh, abusing kids and it's, like, really a big issue, like, everyone would know, you know, like, or, or, or I mean, at least, like, the church itself would know, you know, without them having to, like, bring it up in the confession because like right people do, like that's like, probably right not the, the way people find out right yeah yeah you know and and it also assumes that a that you know someone who like wants to keep a s- secret is going to go and tell it even in the confession you know i'm sure a yeah. lot of people will just be like ah, i'm gonna leave that one out you know yeah yeah sure Right, and that undermines the whole faith, right? Like, that undermines mm-hmm. the whole yeah, office of that. Yeah, although I should say, I think that I'm I, I pretty sure in a lot of places that this there is no rule like this, too. I think that, like, there probably sure. is, like, uh, in a lot of legal systems, there's just no special protection for mm-hmm. priests yeah, and stuff. Yeah, so. that makes sense. That's probably true, yeah. Like, because there's just not the cultural background and stuff, so. Yeah. Um, all right. So you guys want to do a few questions? Sure. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So let's do this one. Uh, it says, will you have the tall guy back on the podcast? He had some great stories, but it would be, it would be best for you to turn his mic down just enough to render his unbrushed teeth inaudible. Um, who, who's this talking about? I couldn't figure out (laughs) what this is a reference to. The tall guy? The tall guy who has his mic up too loud that you can hear his unbrushed teeth. And I don't even know what that, like, how would you hear that teeth are unbrushed? I don't know. I guess I ha- it's just, I haven't brushed my teeth yet today, but I'm five, eight. So I'm sure that's not about me either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't even know if we have many tall people on the podcast. I don't know. So. The only person I could think of was uh big Kevin, you know? Yeah. Big Dave. You yeah. can tell by their names. And then uh, Leo, I think, is tall. And yeah. then th- this comment almost sounded like Leo wrote it. <laughs> so I was thinking yeah. that Leo was asking to come back on the podcast this yeah. way. Well, we should have him on soon, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, we should. He's He's been very busy. Uh, sure. I've been talking to him a little bit. Uh, he's doing okay. He was in a little bit of a rough spot for a while, but I, I hear that he's doing okay now. So That's good. Yeah, That's good um, to hear. Yeah, and he may be visiting Chicago. That's kind of been a thing that has been sort of like on and off, and I think that that is now back kind of in the on position. So, yeah, maybe I'll get to hang out with him in person. Uh, All right. Are people who leave mean questions on your curious cat doing Satan's work? What about the white nationalist guy? I think the first ones are cursed, but the second is blessed and based. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. Well, we did have the other day. We had uh, some sort of black nationalist or something, some sort of 
Remember we had one that was like yeah. accusing us of being crackers or something like that? I don't know. That was nice. <laughs> yeah. Just nice to mix, mix it up, up a, a little bit. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I don't think it's doing Satan's work. It's providing us with content. So unless this podcast is Satan's work, I, I don't think we can say that. Like, it, all your questions are good, even the really bad ones. I mean, some of them are not really questions. They're just kind of random comments like this next one right under this says pakistan needs more nukes pakistan needs more sharia pakistan needs more allah so (laughs) that all seems true yeah hard to argue with yeah i remember seeing some like i think it was like a time magazine cover or something that had like pakistan on there and it said like the islamic bomb question mark and then it was about like I'm having nuclear weapons or something. Oh, and, it's not uh, about birth rates. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny that like the idea that like Islam just it just like Islam somehow had its own bomb now. I don't know. Can you imagine <laughs> like shaped like a crescent. <laughs> yeah. And then like <laughs> you imagine like the Vatican having its own little arsenal in Vatican right. City or something. So the Orthodox yeah. Church has one. It's an onion dome shaped bomb. Sure. Yeah. Everyone's got a little cute little design to it. All of that would be good again. Like, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, go on, Tom. Oh well, it was asking about the white nationalist guy. I I think we gotta love our you know our neighborhood white nationalist. Everyone has one, and uh, you know you gotta stay on good terms with people. Different strokes for different folks, you know. Yeah, yeah. Some of some of those types of guys used to fo- follow me on Twitter and. Um, a bunch of them got really mad at me when I made a tweet to the effect of like, um, there wasn't vote fraud. Like I got like maybe like 10 or 12 DMs from guys that were like, you're an idiot, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't know why you thought I was a Nazi on Twitter. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Really sorry to let you down, you know? It's kind of funny. That seems to happen with people who are like really like politics brained. Like they kind of just, they see something they agree with and then they imagine you agree with them about everything. You're Mm -hmm. like 100% on the same page. It's not that maybe sometimes people just have like a reasonable point and they find some agreement and doesn't speak to anything outside of that. It's just like that one point makes sense. And then they get mad about it, of course, Mm because that's what you're supposed to do. Um, all right, this one's kind of interesting. Uh, it says, I've been listening to the pod at 2x speed to save time, and Don's voice sounds uncannily like Ben Shapiro's. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, we, we've been experimenting with this ourselves a little bit. Like, uh, we've been doing, like, uh, editing the podcast at different speeds to see if we can get through it faster. I couldn't end up handling that because uh, it does seem a little chipmunky. And, yeah, it uh, I does. can't. I don't like to, uh, I don't know. And, uh, and uh, you know, the, the dumbest part though, for me is that sometimes I'm listening to it for like, I, I start to listen to it as if I'm going to learn new information. <laughs> yeah, like me too. To, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like listening to my own point about like economics or something. And I'm like, yeah, I can see where he's coming from for that. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> I, yeah know. I think you get like, you get a little crazy after doing it for a few hours. Cause I always take like little breaks constantly, like just doing, uh, you know, because it's, it's on the desktop, whatever, so I'm talking to people in DMs and stuff, and when you're talking to DMs, like, you have to pause it sometimes because you lose track of what you're thinking about, and mm-hmm. and then, so it takes hours and hours sometimes, and uh, 
Yeah, so you start to have a weird relationship with it. So, yeah. Yeah, I found that playing it at 1.2x speed uh, makes us sound like teenagers. We sound like we're like 16 years old. Like, exactly. Like, it doesn't sound like kind of weird. It sounds exactly like if we were like 16 years old. So, if, uh, if, and and that'll kind of speed it up. I know we're a little bit slower than some other podcasts. So, if that's, uh, if that sounds interesting to you guys, you should give that a shot. Mm hmm. The fact that people like listen to podcasts at like 1.5 speed or 2x or 1.25x speed in the first place like really really bugs me because like are are you that short on time you know that you have to listen to a podcast 50% more fast yeah yeah, I don't get that. Like, if you have time for a podcast, you probably have the time to just listen to it at regular speed. Yeah. Right. Tom, Tom, what would you prefer? Someone listening to it at 1.5 speed or someone listening to it to fall asleep and missing the last half of the episode? Uh, the questions are often the kind of the funnest part. Hmm. I, I think 1.5 speed, I, I think missing the questions is kind of a, a, a bad thing to do. Well, I, I think I like the falling asleep just because it, I like to imagine them smiling, just <laughs> like falling asleep and being like, you know, my friends are in my ears while I'm sleeping or something. Yeah. So yeah, I've pleasant. never been able to do this, like listening to something to fall asleep stuff. I know a lot yeah. of people kind of do that, but like I would be paying attention to it. You yeah. know, and so it would kind of keep me up. And then would, once it's over, I would have to like over, like turn it off and then go to sleep. So it kind of sure. like would eliminate the whole point of it. Yeah. I listen to music sometimes, uh, like, uh, to fall asleep, but I, I mean, I find it very, very helpful to fall asleep with that. But, uh, the, one of the issues is that we live out in the middle of, you know, the country right now. So it's, you know, it's very, very quiet at night, basically. Right. Like just super quiet other than you know house noises kind of stuff but like so if i put on music in my room i feel like i don't i i don't even know if this is actually like scientific or like you know i don't know if it's real but like i feel like if i have music on even very lightly that it would bother my parents or something like that in their room like they'd hear Mm -hmm. it kind of thing so i can't anyways it just uh so it's a very strange uh anyways but like uh I don't know. I find it very, very helpful though. But podcasts are just, yeah, again, like I would, the whole point is that it's got to be something without words and stuff so that I can not uh, pay attention to it. So, yeah. Yeah. The idea of falling asleep, listening to like Legion of Skanks or something is kind of funny to me though. <laughs> yeah. And for those of you who are sad that Tom and Don aren't your friend yet, just shoot me a DM. I'll be your friend. I'll, talk to you as you try to go to sleep you know (laughs) yeah uh all right so let's end it with these last two comments um so this first one is sort of uh referencing some so we had a previous comment asking us about red scare Uh, apparently there's like a lot of people who listen to red scare and this podcast so we were kind of like wondering what that's about and this guy actually sent in uh a little comment. So he said, I listen to Red Scare and You Can't Win. It's the yin and yang of life. When I have energy and feel like listening to something retarded, I listen to Red Scare and I listen to You Can't Win when I want insight and I'm calm. Also, it's well-established RS listeners are strictly straight women and gay men besides me. 
So maybe one of the You Can't Win hosts is a heartthrob in the eyes of crossover listeners. Well, I like that idea. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's got to be you, Don. I, no one knows who I look like, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that's cool. Um, all right, and so this last comment is uh, Mad Person of the Week. It says, uh, how cool Baby Finland thinks he is is one of the most gay things I have ever witnessed online. After all the fucking roller coaster of opinions he already held, he always acted like this, and it's fucking disgusting and ridiculous that now he has the I don't really care act going on. So I think people <laughs> read a lot into you, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do. I, I don't know. I really don't try to like rile people up anymore. It's funny when it actually happens, like because I'm not trying to do that so much anymore. Like this is kind of one of those responses that I would have been like, yeah, I got him. But now I'm I kind of just like say silly things like I'm trying to just be goofy. And um, so when people get mad about it, I'm like, oh, whoops, I, I guess uh, we're still doing that. So mm-hmm. anyways. Yeah. Sorry, guys, that I don't really care about whatever it is that you're mad that I don't care about or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I heard that uh, someone said that, I, I don't know if they said you, I think that they did, that you're, like, we're unbanned from something awful now. Oh, really? I, I am. I think that they said we're both, but I don't know if I, that, I might be remembering that wrong. But like, I uh, don't even know what account, like, I have, like, 20 different yeah. accounts. <laughs> I, think, I think they unbanned the wrong account for me, too, but, like, uh, um. Yeah, so I tried to click on it and it didn't work. Like I just, it was like you know, it, the the they someone sent me the, the thread, and uh, it just didn't open. Whatever. So, uh, um, yeah. So I don't know. That's kind of a funny thing. Um, I looked at like the list of threads that like of all the different uh, things in GBS kind of stuff, and it just filled me with nostalgia because it was like, it felt like it was like all the threads that you might have seen in like two thousand seven or something. But oh just, yeah, just just like with current news events kind of thing. <laughs> it was like, you know, like, uh, I don't know, like, you know, the epic Prince Philip thread or something. And it's like 50 pages long already <laughs> and stuff. And they're like, wow. I don't know. Yeah. It just felt people like still talking time. about five golden man babies and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. know. But, I mean, there's, there's like still a few, uh, threads, threads there that I check in on maybe like once a week. But at this point it's more to, affirm it's like huh goons are still stupid wow all right <laughs> yeah yeah well i don't know to everything there is a season so yeah so, true so, enough <laughs> okay yeah well thanks for coming on harvey i'm, I'm doing yeah, guys, I'm glad thanks. that you're doing a lot better uh Me and too. that um yeah and we'll see where you go in the future i don't know that'll be fun to maybe yeah. moments of ter- terror associated with that but also some excitement so yeah. yeah i'll uh i'll uh come back on the pod once i get a new job so sure sure yeah. sounds good yeah all right cool. guys thanks and take care yeah all right see you harvey yeah. uh thanks for listening guys if you'd like a second episode of you can't win every week you can subscribe to our patreon and you will get that as well as access to our discord where you can chat with us in our community uh, if you want to send in an anonymous question, you can go to the Twitter account at YouCan'tWinPod, and you'll find a Curious Cat link where you can send them in there. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Bye, guys. Okay. Stop.